0: It began over 5,000 years ago when civilization was young. Every major culture, Egypt, Greece, Rome, India, Japan, studied it, practiced it, perfected it to a fine art. They admired its Olympian demands, strength, speed, agility, skill, grace, and courage. They did it to honor their gods. They did it to honor their kings. They did it to train their soldiers. They did it to compete, and they did it for fun. It has come down through the ages to us today. It is coliseum corner the wrestling podcast where each and every coliseum home video is reviewed from the personalities and specialties to the best of the wwf and even the collector series if you're looking for reviews of wrestlemania survivor series royal rumbles and SummerSlam, then look somewhere else because this is a trip down memory lane of your favorite videos we review the good the bad and and even sometimes the awful. Join Bill as he takes us down a memory lane adventure the likes of which no podcast has ever gone before. So sit back, relax, and listen to this fantastic podcast that we call Coliseum Corner. And here is Bill to start the show right now. Hello everyone, welcome to Coliseum Corner. I'm your host, Bill Yankovey. You know, when you talk about class in the world of professional wrestling, the list of individuals who personify class, who, when you say their name, there aren't that many that just pops right out and say that individual has class. Well, in this episode today, I'm going to be reviewing a Coliseum video of beyond a shadow of a doubt, one of the classiest individuals in the history of professional wrestling. One of the all-time greats, a man Who held the WWWF title from May 1963 to February 1971. A seven and a half year reign. And then would hold that belt again for four more years. An 11 year reign. 11 years combined on two reigns. As the WWF champion, I am speaking about Bruno Martino There aren't many words that you could say negatively about Bruno Martino because, honestly, there really isn't that much of anything negative to say about, about Bruno Martino He carried himself with high dignity, with class, and most important of all, respect and he earned the respect. So in this videotape, I will be reviewing Bruno Martino and his matches from the 70s and even some into the 80s. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get into today's episode of Coliseum Corner, wrestling's living legend, Bruno Martino. This videotape is hosted by Gene Okerlund and Bruno San Martino. How about that? We get Bruno hosting the tape as well. Now, of course, I won't spoil who is on the tape, who he's wrestling against, if you've never seen the tape before. But, I'd like to keep it a little surprise for, you know, some of our listeners. So we're going to start off by looking at four matches of Bruno San Martino while he is champion, or at least in three of the matches, he is champion. So our first match on this tape is with Nikolai Volkov, a very young Nikolai Volkov. And you could tell in this match how different Nikolai looks compared to how he will look in 85 and 86, where with Volkov, there's like a little bit of a gut, but it's not a big gut here. He's just a very muscular guy. And we see that in this match, the strength of both men show off in this match. It's a good back and forth match. It's a you know we're not really at peak Nikolai Volkov, I feel. I I think peak Volkov is probably 85, 86, 87. But it's a really decent enough match. It's a good match. Um and you get to see Bruno yeah, he is strong. He's very strong, but you get a little bit of wrestling in this one and also in the next match that we're, that I'll talk about in a moment. But it's a good back-and-forth match, and the way the match ends is Nikolai has Bruno in the corner. He's going to Irish, or he's going to send him into the opposing corner, but Bruno Irish whips Volkov. Chest first into the corner. Kind of like a Bret Hart bump, but not really a Bret Hart bump. Bruno gets a schoolboy pin. One, two, three. Bruno wins and retains the title. So our next match is against Baron Von Raschke. Wait, Baron Von Raschke? Isn't he an AWA guy? Well, yes, he is an AWA guy. That's what he's mostly known for. But, at a time, he did wrestle in the Northeast Territory and wrestled in the WWF. So, Baron gets a shot at the world champion in this match. And Baron Von Raschke right away goes attack on Sam Martino. And, He is just very ruthless with his attacks. But Bruno comes right back, and he is able to fight back on the ruthlessness of Von Raschke. And this is where you're able to see Bruno as a wrestler in this match. And it's kind of a weird thing to see, because, you know, Bruno was really a strong individual but he here in this match, you get to see some of his technical abilities he he hits a couple of arm drags, and it's such a unique looking arm drag it, it you know the arm drags that he does here in this match they're a little deep, but he doesn't like display it as an art form. it's just a hip toss or arm drag arm drag you know it it just is. So Von Raschke gets himself out of the ring and then we go back and forth for a little bit. And a young Vince McMahon mentions on commentary that Baron has a finishing hold known as the Brain Claw. So Von Raschke tries to go for the Brain Claw but can't get it. And we get some good wrestling you know, back and forth between both Von Raschke and Sam Martino. And then we get to the conclusion of the match, the end of the match. Bruno is thrown to the outside, um, and Von Raschke, you know, follows him. So they go back and forth. Bruno accidentally gets caught. His foot gets caught in between the middle and the bottom rope. So Von Raschke sees this, and he grabs a chair and he rolls into the ring and he hits bruno square in the back with the chair and the referee calls for the bell von raschke then hits him again with the chair and then he's able to put the brain claw on and as he's got this some wrestlers come running out the I, I noticed at least two of them. Uh, Tony Gurria was one of them. The other, I believe, was Billy Whitewolf. The third one, the, their back was to me the whole time. I would venture to guess it's Larry Zabisco, but I could be wrong on that, but you never know. So Bruno wins the match as a result of a disqualification and retains the championship, and then we see a fan holding a sign saying... Bruno is Uno. So now we go to our next match, and this is after Sam Martino has lost the WWF title, the superstar Billy Graham. But Bruno is still an attraction, as he is wrestling another strong man in Ken Patera. And this is a very, you know, when you compare the two, it's almost an equal match here. They're both... About the same height, Patera maybe a little bit taller than Bruno. Patera's got maybe a little bit more weight than Bruno, but it's very, very close. And they're both very, very strong men. Patera, uh, as we all know, competed in the seventy-two Olympics in Munich, uh, medaled in 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 that of, in the uh, Olympics. I believe he got a bronze for that. This is the second tape in a row that Ken Patera. Uh, has made it onto a video. He was at the end of Villains of the Squared Circle, so it'll be kind of interesting to see if Ken Patera, who in this time is in jail, uh, makes it onto the next videotape. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, this is a really good demonstration here of how good Ken Patera is as a heel. I really think. He is one of the more overlooked heels in pro wrestling. He could just get a crowd mad at you right away. And he's on San Martino in this match. And at one point he's like, get up, boy, get up, boy. And, you know, that just gets the crowd upset. So you have these two strong men going at each other back and forth you know, each trying to outdo the other. And then you get to the end where Patera locks in the full Nelson. And they're going to the corner. And it looks like Bruno is attempting to maybe duck in between the top and the middle turnbuckle to get Patera to run into the, into the corner. But Patera lets go and doesn't really fall for it. So then Patera locks in the full Nelson again. Bruno jumps up to the top turnbuckle, kicks off, and it kind of looks like it's a German suplex pin. And we get a count. One, two, shoulders up three. But who got the shoulder up? It was Bruno. Bruno. Bruno Sammartino got the shoulder up before the three. Bruno Sammartino wins. And now we go to really what is a legendary match uh, in in history. Is Bruno Sammartino facing Killer Kowalski. Now this is from April 29th, 1974. Because they have had many matches. But this, is, this one in particular... Is very well known. And Bruno is asked. By Gene Okerlund. How tough. Kowalski is. And Bruno says. Killer Kowalski. We'd gone an hour. We'd gone an hour and a half. Kowalski was the toughest. Wrestler I ever. Fought against. And you see it in this match. Because. Kowalski comes at San Martino. Kowalski at one point hits a good-looking dropkick. I'm not saying it's the best dropkick you'll ever see, but it's a good enough dropkick to send San Martino out to the floor. And he gets back in, and they're back and forth. And at one point, Kowalski tries for the stomach claw, on Bruno, but it, you know, he it doesn't really work as well, so, we go a little bit further into the match, Bruno comes into the ring, Kowalski has him in the corner, and you can hear the punches Kowalski throws on San Martino, it's like, it it's flesh on flesh, you can hear the punches, that's how loud the punches are thrown by Kowalski, And Bruno starts to bleed. So Kowalski keeps punching on the forehead, bites Bruno a couple of times. And, you know, Bruno's kind of in the corner sitting down. It's almost as if, you know, this could be the end. But Bruno manages to find a way to get back up onto his feet, and he's he's got the crowd in his in the palm of his hands he's just got the crowd right with him Kowalski's giving him everything that he can. He bites him. He punches him. It does no no effect. And San Martino comes out like a rage of fire. And he goes right after Kowalski. And he's beating him up. He's kicking him. He's punching him. Kowalski's kind of dancing around the ring in a circle trying to avoid San Martino. But he can't do it. And they just start brawling against each other and the fans are going crazy in the garden and the referee tries to you know break it up but he just can't do it and the referee he just calls for the bell and they still are going at it and then you see a couple of wrestlers chief j strongbow gets into the ring pedro morales gets into the ring trying to break this up and eventually they do but You know, my God, Bruno and Kowalski had the fans at the palm of their hand and didn't let go. It is absolutely fantastic. Uh, The referee calls the match a draw. He basically disqualifies both contestants. So now we go to, and this is very rare. This has only happened maybe... Two or three other times that I've done a personality videotape. An interview with the individual that is being profiled. Uh, We had it in Hulkamania. We had it with Roddy Piper, although Piper interviewed himself. And we had it with Captain Lou Albano. So it's kind of only natural, and it's only fitting, that we get an interview with Sam Martino. So we learn about, you know, how he got into wrestling. He was into amateur wrestling. He played sports while he was in Italy before World War II and how skinny he looked. He was very, very skinny. And then he comes over to the U.S. and he gets into weightlifting. He gets into powerlifting and he combined the powerlifting with his amateur wrestling and was able to make a successful career out of it. And then he um, is, you know, he talks about some of the stuff that he achieved, you know, beating Buddy Rogers in less than a minute in Madison Square Garden. Uh, and, and we get a video or a picture of Bruno, you know, as he's won the match. And then we get another picture of him body slamming Haystacks Calhoun. And if you've ever heard that story, um haystacks calhoun was not very happy let's say that that uh he was lifted up by San martino and slammed to the mat because haystacks was over 600 pounds uh he was not very happy or thrilled about that um so then gene asks San martino his philosophies on wrestling on competition and on life. Now, wrestling and competition, are, are they're, they're basically kind of the same answer. Where it's basically, you know, man against man, let the best guy win. Now, it's philosophy on life. And I really like this. And, and I really think this hits home today more than any other time you know, in in, in, that we're living in. His philosophy on life is help others be good to other people, help other people, and don't let success get to your head because if you let success get to your head, you end up becoming a tragedy. And those are his words. Those are Bruno Sammartino's words. If you let success... Get to you, get to your head. And y- you know you you kind of get into this lifestyle, you're gonna end up becoming a tragedy. And I never really thought about that till Bruno said those words in that interview, and I'm like, my God, he is so right. And, and this is this is not just wrestling we're talking about. We're talking about life in general. We're talking, You know, actors, actresses in TV shows and movies, uh, musicians, bands, other athletes, politicians, writers, painters, you know, you, you name the profession and they do end up becoming a tragedy. And Bruno is very, very right on that. So then Mean Gene asks... Sam Martino to compare the wrestlers of today, the 1986, to yesteryear. So Bruno mentioned some names. He mentions Killer Kowalski, but he also mentions a couple other names. Don Leo Jonathan and Bill Miller and how, you know, they were tall, big guys and they were very muscular and how he, you know, they were. Very good, well-shaped, conditioned athletes. And they could go in and have a good match. Whereas the wrestlers of today, in 1986, they are very well-conditioned. They're very good wrestlers. But they yell a lot more. And he thinks that the yelling isn't really necessary. You don't really need to yell to get your message across you know when you're competing against another guy and Bruno is kind of on to something there because this tape comes came out in 1986. It's 37 years later and a lot of the wrestlers are still doing the yelling to this day so Bruno's kind of on to something there. Mean Gene asks one more thing, and he asks him about how Bruno feels he does as a commentator, because Bruno is, at this time, a commentator for TV. He, he, he only does um, championship wrestling. I, I've never seen or heard a clip of Bruno on commentary for a house show. If, if anyone does know that, please let me know. So, the way Bruno says it, and, and he's honest about this. You know, he says, you know, Gene, you're very good at what you do. Vince is good at what he does. Even Monsoon is good at what he does. And Bruno says, you know, I was trained to be a wrestler. I I wasn't trained to be an, an announcer. I I'm not really the best announcer, and, and I know that, but, you know, I'm not really trained, I'm just there to give my, you know, sights and opinions on it, and to, to be honest, you know, because I've watched many videos on YouTube and tapes and DVDs of Bruno on commentary, and, and, I, and I thought about it, well, uh, th- this segment was going on. He doesn't have... Because he's a color commentator. Bruno doesn't have a moment like a Jesse Ventura on commentary or a Bobby Heenan or a Jerry Lawler. But you know what? That's okay. You don't need to have a moment to be a good or decent color commentator. And, you know, if you watch the footage and you listen to Bruno. He's not the worst commentator in the world. He's far from the worst. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you know, you could listen to color commentators of maybe the last, oh, I don't know, 15, 20 years, and you could find some color commentators that aren't as good as Bruno is, and they probably have a better personality uh, for being an announcer than Bruno does, and they just don't hold up. So that that's kind of where I look at it with Bruno. I, I know he's not the best co- color commentator, but when he gives his insight, it's a good insight because he's wrestled. He wrestled for so many years, you know. So ne- next time you watch uh, a, a show or a collection of matches... With Bruno on commentary. Just listen to how he does. And I I think you'll agree with me. Bruno, hey, he admits it himself. He's not the best, but honestly, he's not really the worst. He really isn't. All right. So now we're going to go to, and I'm using quotes here modern times. And we're going to go to a special Piper's Pit that is held in Madison Square Garden. So, Piper is in the ring with Bob Orton. And he is told that he has to introduce Bruno San Martino. So, he starts off like this. Ladies! Well, actually, there are no ladies here in New York City. Uh, That was such a good line. Oh, my gosh. People of New York, let me introduce to you the living legend of wrestling... Bruno San Martino. And Bruno gets his big pop. And he's jogging out to the ring. As if he's having a match. And I love that. I really do love that. And and it kind of reminds me. Of. Pete Rose. Who. if you and, And I know a lot of us. You know my age. Didn't get to see Pete Rose play. But. Pete Rose, he he got the nickname Charlie Hustle for a reason. Is he would hustle even on a walk. If he got a walk, he was not going to walk. He was going to kind of like jog or run down the first base. That's kind of what Bruno is here. He jogs down to the ring. Yes, it's a talking segment, but he's gonna do it as if he's competing in a match. So Bruno gets in the ring and he admits that he's not thrilled to be on this Piper's pit. Orton is in the ring. Bruno says he will not do this interview if Orton is in the ring. So Bruno is like, okay, if he's going to be there, I'm going to go to the back. I'm going to get one of my friends to come out and stay with me. And this gets Piper you know, irate, and he's like, okay, I'll, he's gonna go, he's gonna leave, so, you know, Orden gets talked to, and he leaves, and then Piper's next line is, aren't you happy now, so, we get a very good back-and-forth interview between the two, and, and it's so good, because Piper still has that heel heat in 85, and Bruno, it's freaking Bruno, it's Sam Martino, Bruno, one thing I will give Bruno here, he stays with Piper in this segment, like, you, you don't think of Bruno as a promo guy, which he's not, but man, he stays with Piper word for word, Um, you know, Piper talks about how Bruno's wrestled over 200 times in the garden and how, you know, he, he asked him, you know, would you have, you know, survived if a guy like me was there? And Bruno's like, I would have kicked your butt. I would have wiped your butt all over the mat and I would have done it all over again. And then Piper gets into mentioning Bruno's son David San Martino, and how he's piggybacking off of his dad's fame. And it ends where Piper calls San Martino a twat. And Bruno just shoves Piper down on the in, in the ring. And Bruno's leaving. He waves his hand. He's like, I'm done. Piper gets up, and he hits Bruno from behind and he with a chair and he's got the chair and he's shoving the chair into the neck of San Martino. Remember Bruno had that broken neck in 76 with Stan Hansen. So then he tears the shirt but Bruno fights back. Bruno is fighting back and Piper gets out of there before San Martino could really do some damage on the Piper. And this gets the crowd going again. So now we go to their first match which is held in the Boston Garden and and this is kind of a very interesting scenario and I gotta backtrack a little bit on this so they do the Piper's Pit in Madison Square Garden the following month they do another Piper's Pit in the Boston Garden and this is basically to set up Bruno and Piper for Boston. So we get to this match. San Martino immediately goes after Piper. Rams him face first into the turnbuckle. Piper bleeds. We're not even maybe two minutes into this match. Piper is bleeding. And San Martino is going for the kill. He's going for it over and over and over again. And Piper's doing everything he can to get out of there. He gets out of the ring. He gets thrown back into the ring. He gets out of the ring trying to get to the locker room. He gets taken back into the ring. He's grabbing stuff from, uh, you know, ringside, the announcer's table. He's grabbing everything he can to get out of there. And he just can't do it. Bruno is... Bruno's got this stranglehold on Piper. So at one point, Bruno's got Piper in the corner. He's got him beat down. Bruno accidentally hits the referee. Bruno goes over and apologizes because it was an accident and Bruno is a gentleman. Piper then gives Bruno a low blow and it kind of just evens everything out between the two. So, Piper is able to get the advantage on San Martino. But Bruno manages to fight back. And then Bruno's got Roddy in the corner again. He's throwing some punches. And then all of a sudden, here comes Cowboy Bob Orton hitting the ring. He's going to attack Bruno, but Bruno catches him before Orton could even hit him. Referee calls for the bell. Bruno is doing the best he can, doing a two-on-one situation. But eventually, the numbers game finally catches up to Bruno. And Piper and Orton beat him up. They tie him up into the ropes. And they just beat him up and beat him up and beat him up before they leave. Now, one interesting thing I will point out in this match is both men are wearing the same colored trunks. They're both wearing blue trunks and we're going to get the same thing with the next match because not only are Bruno and Piper wearing the same color trunks, their tag team partners are both wearing the same color trunks. So the match is Bruno Sammartino and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff against Roddy Roddy Piper and Cowboy Bob Orden. Bruno has on the blue trunks, Orndorff has the red trunks. Piper has the blue trunks, Orden, the red trunks. You guessed it. So, at this point in time, Orndorff is wearing a cast, kind of similar to Orden. And you know, he's beating up Piper early with the cast, he's beating him up, and he gets a tag to Bruno. And Bruno's gonna come in and he's gonna be a house of fire, and Piper tags Orton to get out. So we get this good, decent tag match in you know, between all four. And everybody looks good in this match. At one point, Sam Martino. And this is in the Boston Garden. At one point, Sam Martino is sent headfirst into the wooden steps because the Boston Garden had wooden steps. I don't know why they never had metal steps. Uh, maybe um, maybe anybody from Boston that's listening to this uh, could tell me why they had um, why they had wooden steps and not you know metal steps. That, that'd be great. No, but Bruno takes a nasty, like, head first, not a dive, but kind of a landing into the wooden steps, and it's pretty nasty. It, it is, but amazingly, San Martino doesn't bleed. So eventually, Orndorff gets tagged back in the ring, and again, Piper and Orndorff get a little bit of an advantage on Orndorff, just like they did with San Martino, you could see that Piper and Ordon are an experienced team. So then we get to the end of the match. Ordon tags in Piper. Orndorf tags in San Martino. So Bruno and Piper are both the legal men in the ring. Remember this for the end. Bruno throws some punches at Piper. Piper goes to the outside. Bruno follows him. Piper tries to go out through the crowd. Bruno catches him. Referee is having a count on both men. While this is going on, Orndorf and Ornen are fighting in the ring. So Bruno has Piper backed into the corner, into the post. San Martino grabs a wooden chair and he's going to hit Piper with it. Piper gets just out of the way before the chair could hit him and the chair goes flying and then Piper pokes Bruno in the eyes rolls back into the ring as the referee just gets to 10 and the ref calls for the bell Piper and Orton win as a result of a count out and then we get the replay of what happened. Basically, the the exact description that I gave you guys is what we see at the end. Um, And this is going to set up something very big that's going to happen later, in a future episode of Coliseum Corner, you will find out what happens to end the Bruno-Piper rivalry. So for our final match on this tape, we go back to the 1970s. And Bruno Sammartino is defending the WWF title against a young George the Animal Steel. This time it is inside a steel cage. And Mean Gene asks Bruno, after everything you've ever gone through, the travel, the bruises, the injuries, everything. Would you do it all over again? And Bruno says, yeah, I would do it all over again. So we got Guerrilla Monsoon on commentary. And George Steele is beating up on San Martino. He's got him in the corner. He's beating him up. He's kicking him. And it looks like Steele's going to win. But San Martino... He slowly starts to make his way back up into the corner. and he's getting you know, he's getting that Italian blood going. It's pumping. He's getting ready to go. George Steele is a little bit petrified. He tries to run to get out of the cage. Bruno grabs him. He throws a series of punches on the sand, or on the steel, and he Irish whips him into the corner. Steele lands on the apron. Bruno follows him. He sends Steele face first into the corner of the cage. And then he does it a second time, which knocks George Steele out. And San Martino tells the referee to open the door. Bruno walks out of the cage. He wins and retains the WWWF title. And then we get the video clip of the announcer, the ring announcer, saying Bruno is the winner. And we roll the credits, and that's our tape. But hold on, don't touch a single thing on your VCR, folks, because there are three new exciting video cassettes coming real soon from Coliseum Video. Start off with the best of the WWF Volume 8. And then we get a Profile on a very controversial individual, and maybe the biggest threat to Hulk Hogan as champion, Macho Man Randy Savage. An entire tape on Randy Macho Man Savage, we see his inside and outside stuff, and he gets asked the question, what's life like with Elizabeth? And finally... In the past, Coliseum Video has listened to the fans on requests of certain videotapes, like a history of the tag team titles, bloopers, bleeps, and body slams, and the WWF's most unusual matches. This tape is no exception. It is the best of the TNT show. And we get to see a clip including Bobby Heenan meeting a weasel, and Fuji Vice. That's the best of the WWF Volume 8, Randy Macho Man Savage, and the best of the TNT Show. Call your local retailer to reserve your copies now. And of course, if you have any questions or comments, write to The Producer, Coliseum Video, 430 West, 54th Street, New York, New York, 10019. So, what did I think of this tape, Wrestling's Living Legend, Bruno San Martino? Well, folks, this is definitely a tape that will convince you, in a way, why Bruno San Martino was known as the Living Legend. Headlining Madison Square Garden almost 200 times, had A seven and a half year reign as the WWWF champion. Yes, I know Roman Reigns is approaching three and a half years, which is pretty remarkable. But think about doing a seven or being champion for seven and a half years. No breaks, no time off, no doing Hollywood. Just doing the same stuff night after night after night after night this is really a good collection of matches from San Martino's prime years and even into the 80's and Bruno in the 80's is very good he's as good as Bruno in the 70's it's just Bruno in the 70's is just absolutely amazing but Bruno in the 80's if he had wanted to I think he could have you know, gone maybe another year or two and wrestled, you know, I'm not saying a full-time schedule, but, you know, enough to where he could do appearances here and there and have matches. So, um, I believe this is on the Peacock. I believe this is on WWE Network. Um, if it is, I definitely recommend you watch this and then, if you like it, I recommend getting the videotape. Um, one thing I will say, with that final match, San Martino and Steele uh, in the cage, that match, when they used to have the, um, from the archives section, I I don't remember what the name of it was, but when they used to have that, they had the full match of San Martino, Steel in the cage. And it's a darn good steel cage match. It really is. So if you're ever lucky enough to see that match in its entirety, go out of your way to do it because it really is good. But overall, very well done videotape about, like I said, one of the classiest individuals in the history of professional wrestling. He truly was the living legend of professional wrestling. There was only one, Bruno San Martino. There will never be another Bruno. And his matches and podcasts like this, talking about Bruno San Martino, will keep the legend going on forever and ever. Next time around on Coliseum Corner, it is the best of the WWF Volume 7 Featuring a rematch of Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. Two managers going at it. Two heel tag teams going at it. And yes, highlights of the Slammy Awards. Oh boy, this is going to be fun. That's all that plus more in the next edition of Coliseum Corner. I'm Bill Yankovey. You've been listening to Coliseum Corner, and I'll talk to you all real soon.